0: Mysticism demystified. Hi, psychic listeners. I wanted to welcome you back to another episode of A Psychic Story. And for this episode, we are going to talk to Jessica Adams about all things astrology. She is with Starfish Astrology. And I am really excited to chat with her because. I love astrology. I feel like I know about it, but every time I try and dive in and dabble a little bit more, I realize that I absolutely know probably nothing about it. So I wanted to welcome her and really dive in a little bit about like the beginner's guide to astrology so that if you're not familiar with astrology itself, like what it is, how you can use it, how it shows up in your life and that sort of thing. That's why I brought Jessica on. So welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. All right. So before we dive into astrology and all those things, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started in astrology, and and or what it was like growing up. Also, a side note: if anyone's listening or had listened to the prior episodes with Common Mystics, Jill, Jennifer, and Jessica are all sisters, and so that's how I came across Jessica. So
1: yes, we we've had um, quite the upbringing uh, growing up in a house. We had a lot of psychic and medium ship going on in our house we had a lot of uh spiritual psychic energy going on in our house Um, not only with the house itself but like also we would have psychics come to our house I mean even as a very a young kid I remember always having like a psychic or or medium or something like that happening in our house so
0: I know that in having Jennifer and Joel, and they were talking a lot about their mom and your grandmother and growing up and, and also about the psychics and the mediums kind of coming in and out, right? Yeah. So did you experience any of that? Like those abilities or gifts when you were younger? Yeah. Well
1: kind of weird because it's so funny talking about it now as an adult, because it was such a hush, hush thing when we were growing up. Like, you don't really tell your friends, you don't really tell. And if you did, you'd be worried, like they told their family and they'd be looking at you weird when you come over. You know what I mean? It was like, kind of, it wasn't really talked about. I mean, especially with my grandma, she'd be like, you know, don't tell people this stuff. They're going to think you're kind of (laughs) crazy. You know, it's just the thing. But I mean, I remember specific events. Our father left when we were, when I was really young, well, probably like seventh, great or something, but one of the first things I remember was, after he left, I asked my mom, like, um, are we gonna? How do we know that we're gonna even see him again? How do we, he could die? You know what I mean? And my mom was saying, don't worry, if he dies, we'd know. And like, how would we know? And she said, um, because grandma would tell us. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So basically, she would say, like, when someone would die, like even a friend of you know, I had a few people die when I was growing up, whatever. And my mom's friends and people that she worked with, they would for some reason go to my grandmother my grandma would call my mom and be like so and so came to visit me and it would basically be like and then my mom would find out like okay this person just passed away so it was like so I remember her saying that when I was a kid being like oh okay so he's still alive because no one he didn't ever came to talk to my grandma so he's still out there somewhere so that was one of wow. the early memories so yeah
0: what was one of your favorite memories growing up about either your mom your grandmother or just psychics coming to the house and that sort of thing
1: I remember when I was, I think, 15 or so, my mom had brought me to a shaman and I had some Reiki and stuff. I mean, it was just really cool to be like, she would try to help us any way that she could. And one of the things that she would definitely do would be like our spiritual side to things. So she would go and get us, you know, a Reiki. uh And I, it was so unheard of because I went to a Catholic school. I went to Catholic school all the way to 12th grade. So it was so not... You know what I mean? What they taught there. And it was so like, you <laughs> right. know, go to, at home, we're doing that and then go to school. And they're like, so like, not that. So it was a really weird dichotomy.
0: Yeah. But I'm sure kind of cool though, because you were able to get multiple perspectives, right? So you had your, your family, your mom, your grandmother, and then I'm sure Jill and Jennifer as well. But then also when you're going to Catholic school, I feel like there's a sense of mysticism depending, right? There's the super uber-religious aspect of Catholicism, but then there's also the mystical aspect of it and some ways almost being able to correlate those differences and how they can kind of intersect. So shifting into astrology, how and why astrology?
1: Well, I'll, I will say this one thing though about going to a Catholic school. Some of, I mean, they are literally not about astrology. <laughs> They're like, the opposite, right. you know, so I remember right. talking to my mom and saying, are we supposed to be doing this? Cause this is not what we're learning in school. And she'd say, she told me, um, and I remember this being young and her telling me that, you know, when the wise men were going, following the star to Jesus, they were using this, the, you know what I mean? The astronomy oh, at yeah. times. So yeah. she's like, there is weight to it. And so, yeah, I got into astrology basically because, like I said, we did a lot of stuff. Like I feel like, like the energy, like everything's energy, right? It's our spirits, everything. And it really made a first, I would say that Jennifer and I, my older sister Jennifer and I have the same birthday. So like I always felt different from her. We we're five years apart, but our birthdays are the same day. And I'd be like trying to figure out how come we're so different. She's like straight A's and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> not, you know what I mean? So I'm like, what is going on? And so I would, I would literally read things about Pisces and then even going to the library because is before internet days, you know, going to the library mm-hmm. and like looking up stuff. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, we're so different, like, oh, it makes sense. And then learning about like, you know, the big three and then inner planets, outer planets, all that. And I'm like, okay, so now I kind of get it. But yeah, it started off like that, I would say.
0: So what are the big three? And walk us through. So if somebody was just interested and didn't really know much about astrology at all, what's the first thing you would say to them?
1: Well, first I would say to them that it's not a pseudoscience because of the fact that everything is energy. Every planet even earth, earth has a, its own frequency, right? From space, it sounds like it's humming almost. It has its own uh, literal mm-hmm. frequency and mm-hmm. every planet has a frequency. And when we're born, wherever the planets are in the, in the sky, that energy is, you know, at our birth and it, it, it has an impression on who we are as people. So, and I almost kind of tried to explain it like the distance from, from wherever you were born. To the planets in the sky, will have an impression on how you deal with whatever that planet represents. So, like, think about it as be like if you're like sitting under a tree and the sun's shining down, but then your ha- half of it's in the shade. So it's like if you sit up on one side of the uh, underneath the tree, you're getting full sun, and the other side would be shade. It's like that. It's like you're not. You're really basically. It's depending on the distance from the from each planet and what they represent to who how that makes up the energy of who we are as people, I would say.
0: That's a great way of putting that. I never really thought about the frequency aspects. I I always usually say like energy and resonance, but yes, frequency, vibration, all of that. And that it has its own sound, too, is really cool. I, I didn't really, again, think about it from that perspective.
1: I, I looked them up to to, to be able to say, them, but there's such high numbers, like the frequency of the sun in each planet, like there's literal numbers. It's like one million, it's like millions to times 10 to the 10th, whatever. It's like really, but it's crazy. There's literal frequency Hertz for each planet. So it's like, it all makes up who we are as people. Like the impression, like if that energy um, first, like if Venus is close to the earth, it, that however, whatever the distance is, it plays an effect on who we are as people because it's like that energy is, you know, making an impression when we f- take our first breath. So I'd say that it's like a th- our own thumbprint. the The natal chart's like the thumbprint of who we are, but like spiritually, I'd say.
0: Thumbprint is, I just got chills when you said that because thumbprint is a message. Actually, it's not really a message as much as a word that's been coming up a lot lately for me, like either through prayer or intentions and just when I'm getting downloaded. So I'm going to write that down, fingerprint. Um, That's been coming up a lot, just repeating. So what are the big three?
1: Well, everyone pretty much knows their sun sign. So it's your sun and it's your moon and it's your rising sign, or it's also called the ascendant. And basically your sun sign is... The sky is split up into to twelve sections, right? Those sections don't move, but the sun and the planets go will go in their orbits around, and then they will orbit the sun, right? So wherever the Earth is, the time you are born is what section of the sky it's in. And the section of the skies are the houses, and they all represent a different zodiac sign. So that's basically, yeah, like that's basically the printout for like a natal chart. So your ascendant would be. Wherever you were on Earth, when, whatever, what is coming up on the horizon, on the eastern horizon, uh, the time you're born, and that's your rising sign. Your sun sign is which part of the, the 12 sections of the sky it was in when you were born, and then the moon, it's the same thing.
0: And then what do each each mean? A couple years ago or a few years ago, when I was diving in a little bit more about astrology, I had read that um, your sun sign is like more of your personality, your essence, like how, you know, what that is. Um, your moon is like your inner emotional self. And then your rising slash ascendant is like how you show up in the world. And that is, that's why most people think, okay, well, th- even just reading the horoscope, they usually typically go straight to Pisces or well, not Pisces, that's me. That's what I would typically typically go to is, yeah, Pisces, um, your sun sign, right? But then there's other things um, related to depending on those other two, right, out of the three and how that shows up.
1: Right, for sure. I can tell you right right away and this is a, one of the common mis- misconceptions people will, will write off astrology it's, is it not it, that it's not accurate when they look at their newspaper horoscope and they they say it doesn't resonate with them that's because they're looking at their sun sign a, in the horoscope and really what we should be looking at is the way that they write them is for whatever sign is rising on the eastern hem- um, horizon so that would be a rising sign so i would tell anyone listening that if they'd feel that way that it doesn't resonate with them they should find what their rising sign is, and then look at that. Because I have friends that write horoscope uh, horoscopes for the newspaper, and like everyone, and you could look it up on Google. It's just a thing. They always write it for the rising sign, unless it specifically says they're writing it for the sun sign. So,
0: uh, so my whole life, basically, when I was reading my horoscope, I should have been looking at Leo, which is my rising <laughs> sign. <laughs> and I was looking at Pisces, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, you can read, I mean, and this is another thing too, you can read your, um. I mean, your sun sign is basically, it is you at your core, but it's not what they're writing it for. And also mm-hmm. if you're born at night, anytime you're born at night, your moon sign might resonate with you more too so it's like if you get your chart if you go on a free um application on google or something you can get your chart and if you look at the circle that's your birth chart and it's cut in half by a line anything above the line is going to be a nighttime chart and if your sun is mm-hmm. below uh, below the line that's your that's the morning chart so wherever your sun is on either side of the line is what horoscope you should probably be reading over definitely over your son so
0: interesting okay Talk to me a little bit about just overall how the zodiac signs show up. So Aries is the first sign of the zodiac and then Pisces is at the end. Yes. And explain what that what we were talking about before actually hit record.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It starts with Aries. If you look at the signs, they literally go from youngest to oldest. And they say that when you start at Aries and then you go down the line. From Aries to Taurus to Gemini to Cancer, there's, there's actually a, there's a bunch of patterns in here. So if you go all the way down, whatever sign is next in line, like, so if your Aries will pick up Taurus traits and then you go to Gemini and then they have all three of them and you just keep going down and down. So it's almost like you learn lessons or it's, the youngest sign being Aries would be like, they have most more lessons to learn than say someone that was a Pisces because Pisces is supposed to be um, looked at as like the more well-rounded because it's learned the lesson of all the, you know, prior 11 signs. And also I would say that there's a big thing with like, if it's a cardinal sign, if it's a fixed sign and there's a if it's a mutable sign, like if it's a cardinal sign, which would be like Aries, Cancer and Libra and Capricorn. They w- they're like self starters. They like to initiate, and that's because these signs are they correlate to the. When our seasons change, right? It's like the beginning of a season. It's like getting started with the season. Whereas a fixed sign is like Taurus, Aquarius, Scorpio, and Leo. And they're like, they represent the middle of the season. It's not changing yet. It's the middle. So it's like the steady signs. They're fixed. They're, they're doing the work to get through the sun, to get through the season. And then you have the mutable signs, which are Sagittarius, Pisces, Virgo, and Gemini. And they're the flexible and adaptive signs. And they are, you know, they're changeable and everything because that's the end of the season and they're, you're switching again back to the cardinal. So that's how it kind of correlates with that, with um, the different modalities.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that either. This is why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> so I had read, so Linda Goodman was someone that when I was a teenager, I read, she was like one of the first like OG original astrologers that made it more mainstream, right? She talked about a lot of different things. And one of those is that in her book, you mentioned about the signs like Aries all the way to Pisces and that each other, it's the signs that would follow would get traits and or like you said, experiences, lessons, learn those and then embody those and then move on to the next. I'm not sure if I believe this, but I'm going to ask you this. Her perspective was when we are incarnated here on Earth, we you know may start as an Aries, then we would go down to the next sign and all of that. And then at the end, when you're at Pisces, if you didn't quote unquote learn those lessons and embody all of those Things and experiences and traits, I guess that you you needed to, you would kind of go back to the beginning of the zodiac sign and become an Aries again, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh,
1: gosh, I hope I certainly hope not. I mean, I'm at Pisces, so I was cross my fingers. I, I I think that there's like you know you know we really don't specifically know, but it's like I I mean I do think that there is something to say that there's a thing, there's an archetype to how. Pisces sun people act, you know, when you have your, when I meet people and people, my boyfriend thinks I'm crazy. When I meet people, I, one of the first things I want to know is their birthday. I don't want to say what their zodiac sign right, because I don't want them to think I'm crazy, but I'll say when's your birthday and I'll just know in my head what they are. And it almost like I'll know how to speak to them because, um, there's a certain archetype for each, each sign. So. I think that with your learning lessons as a Pisces, it's because the Pisces Pisces archetype actually is made up of like the way that the archetype is set up is like because it has learned the lessons of the previous signs versus Aries, how they're very, you know, they're energetic and honest and active and high strung, they're impatient. They're, you know what I mean? And where Pisces are more like, you know, they're more conscious and they're friendly and they're, they're kind. And they're, they're like the, you know what I mean? They're, they're humanitarian nature to people and everything. So, and they're also feeling and emotions and they're also the 12th house. So it's like the end of a cycle. It's spirituality. It's, you know, it's all that. So I, I I would hope that you don't start back at the beginning. <laughs> God help us.
0: I know right. when I read that when I was a teenager, I was like, crap. Like, really? <laughs> I definitely want to use this now experience so that if I want to come back, great. But I don't think I want to, so I don't have to. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to actually dig those books out of storage and dust them off because they were pretty fascinating. I think it would be interesting to kind of go back now. It would be interesting to go back now and read through them with a wholly new perspective. It's been quite a while since that. So let's go through, if you don't mind, since we have some time to talk about maybe each of the zodiac signs themselves. I know that there's 12. There's a lot. So like if you wanted to say, all right, hit the high points and maybe we do are your sun sign. So your primary zodiac sign. So show me, so like, because we talked about like your, your primary sign is going to be your sun sign. So that's really going to be again, your, that is that your personality?
1: Yeah. It's basically your individuality. It's the, the light that you shine in the world. It's your ego. It's your, it's your vitality. It's who we are as people. And the affirmation is I am. If I'm talking about Aries, I'd be like they represent the cardinal fire. Right. And they're, they're the, mm-hmm. I am because they're the youngest. So it's like and they are known for being energetic, honest, active, passionate, impatient. They're very high strung. And then they it goes to Taurus, and Tor, Taurus are the bulls, and they are fixed earth. And I should say this about the elements too. Every from earth, air, fire, and water, um, they all represent something different. And fire is basically like they are they take action, right? They're fire sign, water is emotion, air is intellect. And Earth is like, uh, like earthy, like practical, like, you know, hands on, you know, so that's how they are. So Taurus is fixed Earth energy and they're like romantic. They're, they're very hardworking. They're patient, think of bull, you know, they're very, once they get going, they'll, they'll keep going. And they're saying their affirmation is I have, right? Cause it rules the second house of possessions too. And then Gemini's the twins and their mutable heir. And that is, I think because the third house they rule and that's a house of communication. The mind, your siblings are in that house too. Then cancer, which would be I feel and that's rules the fourth house and that's also the moon and it's in their uh, they're cardinal water and that is they're gentle, they're caring, they're imaginative. They can be possessive and they're very sensitive. So, and then Leo, which is the lion and that's fixed fire. And that is, they are, um, I create and they rule the fifth house of like fun and games. And they're proud, loyal, enthusiastic, charitable, intelligent. The next is Virgo. And that's the Virgin. And that's ruled by Mercury. And that's I examine. And they're more, they're, the, they're, they rule the sixth house of like work. And, you know, they're helpful. They're elegant. They're modest. They're perfectionist. They're kind of fu- They're known for kind of being nitpicky and fussy. <laughs> they have to have things their way, like very, you know.
0: I'm laughing because my dad and my sister are both Virgos, so I'm very fam- I'm very familiar with that sign. Yeah, <laughs> you guys
1: should get along though. I think because you're we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Libra is the next one, and they're the scales, and they're ruled by Venus, and that's Cardinal Air as well. And theirs is I relate. And they're idealistic, they're artistic, they're charming, they've got really good social skills, they are, um, they can be indecisive, but they are like the charmers of the zodiacs, the levers are known, they're the scales, they, they don't want to step on anyone's toes, so they kind of would rather not want, they want harmony, they're ruled by Venus, they want peace and harmony, kind of a vibe. And being the scales, their Libras are known for being kind of like, you know, the white liars of the zodiac because they would rather kind of say something that might not be exactly true just because they want peace and harmony. It's almost like if you think about that, the husband or the wife being like, do I look good in this outfit? And the husband's like, yeah, yes, dear. You know what I mean? Almost like kind of not wanting to upset them. So that's the Libra.
0: They're also the only one that's not like it's a, it's an inanimate object. Right.
1: Exactly. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. the only right. same. Mm-hmm. Then Scorpio, okay, so Libra was, did I say, I don't know if I said it already, but it's I relate. And then Scorpio is the scorpion and it's fixed water. And there's this I desire and they're known for being like mysterious and intuitive, suspicious. They can be obsessive and they rule the eighth house of like uh, reproductive, uh, like sex and death and reproductive organs and stuff like that. So, And then Sagittarius is the centaur, which is like half man, half horse. And there's this, I understand, and theirs is, uh, they're insightful, they're brave, they're lively, they're like, um, almost like the explorers of the Zodiac. Also, they they will tell you what's what's on their mind, that they say that the, it's a half man, half horse, and he has a an bow and arrow. So they say that the arrow is kind of like the Sagittarius's tongue, like they'll tell you exactly what they're thinking, it's sharp like that, you know what I mean? They'll just... Throw it out. Very direct. Exactly. (laughs) And then we're almost done. Capricorn's the goat, and it's um, cardinal earth, and they're practical. They're earth, so they're very practical. They're very intelligent. They're persistent, stubborn. They are ruled by Saturn, which is like the old man of the planets. That's like, you know, come on, let's get this work done kind of thing. They're very, very just like
0: very work. I've never heard that Saturn's like the old man planet. Yeah,
1: he's like the old man planet because <laughs> he's like, you know, all about like, you know, some messing around. Let's play, like get this work done kind mm. of, kind of vibe. Yeah, totally. Discipline and Aquarians are the water bearers and they are fixed air. They're saying is I change and they're, they're very, they're like the, eccentrics of the zodiac uh, they are very unique they're very you know they're like the wild childs of the zodiac like they they're really smart because they're an air sign but they have their own way like their own kind of like view on things and they just have their own way of figuring out i think einstein was a aquarius actually and there's as i change and they are um fixed air and then pisces the final one where the fish yay immutable water and there's is i believe and it's uh they're kind they can be indecisive they're conscious they're very friendly they're they're really about like helping other people and other signs and almost like they're known for like being uh going through a lot of spiritual growth so
0: that's actually fascinating i again didn't know the i believe part and i say i think a lot oh do you i do
1: now there's no the 12th house is uh, the house of like spirituality it's uh so yeah we rule the 12th house so that's like a big thing it's like the final the final um chapter.
0: Why astrology? What are some things like I I don't want to put words in your mouth but you were talking about resonance and vibration and frequency and that we all have our uniqueness, it's our fingerprint. So if somebody wanted to learn a little bit more about their own chart and everything, what's the purpose? How would that help them?
1: Oh, it can help them in so many ways. There's literally well, astrology, I think just because we all are energy, right? And because we're made of this energy, each planet has its own vibe to it. It has its own energy to it. So you can see how anything that's going on in your life at all, how some planets would help you versus, you know, some planets would not, would hinder you, right? Same thing with like the the, which way the moon is. So for example, the full moon is like when you expose your secrets, right? It's like they say there's lunatics when there's always like a lot of people in the hospital during the full moon or like they get, you know, because there's like literally there's a thing when the full moon is it's almost like there's it brings light to whatever you have kind of hidden. So a lot of people start acting crazy or things come out and then people start fighting and stuff. So there really is a thing where it's like the luminaries, all the planets affect who we are. So if you wanted to do something with like travel or communication, you would want to see that Mercury is not in retrograde because you don't want to do something that's going to affect negatively, you know, and communication can be the internet. It's not just like, you know, making a phone call. It's like, it's social media. It's, it's um your cell phone. It's, you know what I mean? It's all of that, and and you'd want to see how mercury was if it was if it was in retrograde you wouldn't want to go buy a new cell phone you wouldn't want to you know what i mean you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to start a new job you wouldn't, wouldn't want
0: to make like big life decisions or anything that maybe was important in your life like signing papers for a house or or anything like that so during either Probably Mercury and retrograde, right? Cause we hear that a lot. And a lot of times people are blaming. Well, it's, all, it's the moon like, it's, or anything, Mercury. it's
1: anything retrograde. <laughs> right. And it's not what it is. Is it's like, it's not even so much that, um, it's just not going direct, right? So it's almost like if you think about, and every planet goes retrograde, by the way, I, they, I, I don't know. What is
0: right. retrograde? Yeah. So
1: it's like retrograde is like, if you and I think about it like this, it's from Earth, how it, it looks like the planet's going backwards, even though we, even though we know it's not, but it looks like from the angle from for a you know specific period of time it looks like it's almost going in reverse so think about like this if you're sitting in a car in a parking lot and someone's sitting next to you in a car and you have your foot on the brake and you're not moving but all of a sudden the car next to you is moving and you're like well I think I'm moving but you're really not you're standing it's mm-hmm. like that but it's with the planets it's like the way that the planets are going at, at different Um, orbits, it almost looks like they're going backwards and it's really not. So and it's only for a brief period of times. But during those times and every planet can go retrograde, um, things are like basically the opposite of whatever it's supposed to be, you know.
0: So if you have to pay on your sign, your planet, that's like like your ruling planet, whether it's in your your, you know, your sun sign, your moon sign or your rising sign, which one would you want to look at if a planet's going retrograde? Well,
1: there's something called... um, your guiding planet or your chart ruler, basically. And your chart ruler would be the planet, whatever. For yours, for example, you have a Leo ascendant or Leo rising. So you would be wanting to look at the sun because the sun rules Leo. Whatever is the ruling planet or luminary of your sign is your chart ruler. And that's basically would be very, it would be a one thing to look at going through your chart and you should, you know, whatever's going on with that chart ruler is what you want to notice and what's going on in transits, you know, currently.
0: But does the sun go in retrograde? No, the sun does fixed? not go in. No.
1: Everything is, no, we're all we're going So around am I the lucky in now. that way only? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't go in retrograde. But yeah, definitely lucky that way. And I would say that Leo's, I mean, Leo's are one of the, the happiest, um, the most fun, and they are also very spiritual. All the fire signs are spiritual and water signs too, but fire the fire signs are, are like spiritual powerhouses. So yeah.
0: So how often should people get their astrology chart done? Well, first of all, if they've they've never gotten it, I guess there's a good just general baseline, right? That you could say, here's what your you know sun, your moon, your rising is. This is what it means. These are the things to kind of look out for. But then, I mean, I'm sure it's a personal question, but like, how, what would you recommend? And, or is it primarily during big moments I, it, in see, life? From my
1: experience with reading people's charts, I've noticed that, They always, I always seem to, um, they always seem to ask me to do their charts when it's a big moment in their life, because it's like, what, you know, they're trying to work out a situation or whatever they want to know what's going to happen next. And it's, and really, um, so I've noticed that a lot, but I would say that it's actually more beneficial to get it done just to know, you know, know what you're in for, you know, good or bad, kind (laughs) of like know ahead of time, but specifically, for big life event changes if you're getting married if you're thinking about moving there's like a relocation chart where you can because your natal charts were where the sun and all the planets were at the time of your birth but there's also different charts like sinistry charts where you can do you and your partner and see how uh, that works out or if you're planning on moving that all changes your chart so you you the your astrologer whoever's doing your chart would put in for your new location and it would change everything, all the locations of the planets in your chart, which would change how your life will be when you move. So, I mean, any kind of big event, even if like I've had people literally try to plan out their pregnancies according to the Zodiac to have a specific kind of child, you know what I mean? To have it lined up that wow, way. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's literally so many things, definitely relocation and any kind of big events that going on in someone's life, they would want to, you know probably get their chart reading
0: done. Yeah. Cause I've seen like where there's people that do astrology and they read the stars, like not the stars, the celestial stars, but actually celebrities. And they'll say like when they got married and then like, if that relationship is due to, no, it's to fail true. or succeed or whatever. Right. So there's that for sure. And then I didn't realize up until probably, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight, nine months ago that planets and also companies and other things basically countries, anything that's birth countries countries that's the big one have charts as well oh,
1: for sure definitely like any kind of like yeah definitely businesses or any kind of like event like the united states has a chart you can pull it up into united states is a cancer because um july 4th is our birthday right so that's what the charts based on is when the when it when the um July 4th, when Independence Day is. So, I mean, literally everything has a chart. And so, yeah, I would, I would look up any kind of like big events that are happening in someone's life. And even like if they have a business or anything like they want to know how going to different school, how that would affect them. I mean, any, anything like that really, it does. Uh, many times when I, when things were going good, I wouldn't look because I'd be like, Oh, things are going good. And the second <laughs> things would start like, you know, or I'd, I'd make a change or something. I'm like, I should have checked. I should have checked. And I, you know, I'd be right every time. i like, you know.
0: I think it would be really interesting to read, not that this is a political podcast or anything, but I think it would be really interesting to read some of the world leaders. Oh, I've
1: I've read so many. I mean, I think
0: like like Putin
1: mm -hmm. and...
0: All of that and what was going And then the countries like Ukraine and Russia, you- it's like down a deep, deep rabbit hole on the internet, like s- a couple months ago about that and seeing where everything was going to shake out. And it actually was fascinating to see what some of the astrologers were saying about that and that whole situation and how it's already played out so far. Oh,
1: for sure. I remember before COVID happened, looking at the, looking at the transits and everything being like, something huge is happening. And it's not just happening to me, it's happening to a generation. It was very interesting to see because every planet takes so long to get through each sign and then to get through all the signs. So the inner planets, which would be like your sun and your moon, and then Mercury, Venus, and Mars, those affect us personally. But when you get to the other planets like Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, those take years. I mean, to get through one sign, to get just through one sign would take Pluto like 15 years. So I remember reading the transits right before COVID and seeing like something is happening to everyone that's not that's gonna really just be, you know, upsetting. I'm like, I didn't know what it was, but like literally months before and being like Really freaked out by it, and then that happening, and then everything kind of like clicked. Yeah, because you have no idea. Yeah, because you I'm just like,
0: know something big. Usually, coming.
1: Yeah, usually it's always something like me. But it was like, okay, this is generate, this is generational. This is something huge. It's going to affect everyone negatively. What the heck is going on? And then COVID happened, and I was like, oh, makes sense. So,
0: so what are some things, or can you share, like that we should be watching out for like either a they happen repetitively and here's some things coming up and we should be keeping in mind i would definitely say you want to always check i mean for your
1: immediate future i would say follow the cycles of the moon too that plays a really big part in who we are as people and how it affects our personality especially in like when we're when you're starting new projects and stuff or like right now for example there are a first quarter moon um is, is in, I think May 8th and it's in Taurus sun. So it's like, this would be a time for people that, um, and also there's a, there's a square to them. Okay. So that's the, I'm looking at it right now. There's a tour, the Taurus sun is squaring to the moon. So it's like, you for any kind of project you had started it's a good time to like get it off the ground right now it's like and it's going to it's going to compel you to take like another look at it and i mean there's a lot going on and i would say also if you have um your birth time and everything if you if you could plug it in on, or we have an astrologer or someone plug in the, that information and you can see exactly how it'll affect you the planets and what's going on currently in the transits how it affects you personally and it's so much more it's it, it when you have it a personal reading done and when you see how the transits affect you it all makes sense it's almost like it it's like that last piece so it's like you read the horoscopes they're so i like to do like personal horoscopes you know what i mean because it's it really does make a big big difference than just like a you know a a blanket statement of how it's going to affect, you know, everyone at once because it affects everything, diff- everyone differently because of what we have, you know, who we are, what energies we're made up of.
0: And the mix, right? Like you said, the, not just the sun sign, the rising sign, the moon sign. What's a transit? Do you mean the planets are in transition?
1: It, yeah, it's just, it's just moving to a different position basically. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's going through, you know, different, it's moving basically.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so when you said the time, like, So like the time of day and when the planets are in transit.
1: If you had your birth chart, right, and then you lined Mm -hmm. it up and you wanted to see what's happening with you specifically, you'd like put you would you basically it doubles on top of each other on the chart. And you could see how your planets in your birth chart line up with the transits in the sky currently. And then you could see okay. from where I was born, these planets are here, and now these other planets are here I currently. See. And how do they relate to each one of yours, and it affects okay. you? So it would be like your personal horoscope versus just like a blanket of all, you know, rising signs of or sun signs of what, whatever you're looking in the in the paper. So,
0: so what else about astrology would you like to share? What's your favorite thing about it?
1: I think it's so accurate, and I don't think it's just a coincidence that every Gemini I've ever met is a certain way. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so much more. It's such a, and, and I, it it irritates me when people are like, oh, it's phony. I'm like, you don't, you're not reading it correctly or you're not getting the right information or some archetypes just really aren't in astrology. I mean, they're not like, they're just by nature, which, so I, I, I I really appreciate the way that it it is accurate for me. And I have so many like lessons I've learned through it. And I also like the fact that there's always more. It's like, there, if you put all the combinations just in your big three alone, there's like 144 different combinations of different archetypes together that make people specifically who they are. And when I do people's charts, really? I, wow. I mean, that's, that's just that, you know, because I mean, literally, I mean, I will, I go through them and I'm like, there's always such a cool combination of person. And it's funny, to, and one thing I do love about astrology, and I will say this, when I do people's charts and they, and I have such positive feedback and people saying like, they almost think it's like, it's magic, you know, you're like, you're, and you're like, I'm not doing anything, but read this is what this planet means. So if it's close, you know, this is the kind of energy you're going to have. And it's almost, they look at you like they're, you're some kind of magical being. And you're like, it's literally just, it's not, it's not, it's just reading what energies are in play right now. So
0: And why starfish astrology? Why did you decide to name it that? My
1: mom, who passed away in 2016, her name was Stella, which meant star. And I'm a Pisces fish, so starfish.
0: Oh, I just got chills. I love that. What an amazing tribute to your mom. And before she died, my aunt and her
1: had a website when when the internet first started coming out before, like one of the first like astrology, Um, she would do people's charts online. And I almost felt like this was like, you know, I felt like it almost like was carrying the torch for her. She didn't get it. That's amazing. I'm sure she's very proud.
0: What other things would you like to share before we, we end? Anything else that you're just feeling led to share with the listeners?
1: I just want to say that there is really a impression made by the energies of the planets and the luminaries, and it really does affect who we are as people. And astrology is a really good tool to use to see exactly why you may be a certain way. And it, and if they looked at the different planets and their meanings, and then looked in their own chart, they'd see that it was. It's really an energy. It comes down to energy. I, I always look at it as that. It's like the different vibrations and all the planets have a different kind of vibe to them. And, and depending on where they are, when you're born, that makes up who you are as a person. And you can use these things to your advantage. You can use them as tools to kind of know what to expect, what kind of person you are, what kind of, and then you learn lessons and what you should be focused on, what you need to um, learn to grow, what, where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and all these things to be more an evolved person.
0: Yeah. And you know what I was just thinking about when you said that too, we literally are all stardust. We were made from stars, like legitimately. We it's it's in our DNA. So to think about that, we were born from stars. Stardust is in our DNA, and that unique resonance is is so cool to think about, right?
1: Yeah, and I was just reading yesterday how Tesla had said, said that uh, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, look to energy. Look, and I was thinking like that's basically what it is. We're looking to energy. It's like which energy and where it's at and how and we all our energy it's like we're what we're made up of the yeah, energy so yeah it, yeah so
0: i would say that and like our ancestors did they looked to the stars oh my gosh they looked to the stars. i think it's
1: twenty-five thousand years before bc it, they were finding a, lun- a lunar um phases written on bones and cave walls and then it went from that to like Mesopotamia, which is like ancient Mesopotamia. And they were doing, I think that was 3000 years BC and they had started their own, you know, beginning, you know, zodiac signs. So, I mean, it's been around so long. It's not just like a fly by night thing. There's, there's truth to this. It's not just like a, a thing. That's why it's been around for so long.
0: I think that's why there's so many myths and misconceptions out there about astrology and as a whole. It's just like what you said. There is, while you may not think there's a science behind it, there is a science behind it. And it's been perfected through over the centuries and and even before that, I'm sure. But I just wanted to say, so Jessica, how can the people reach you? How would you like them to get in touch with you? Uh, They can email me at
1: uh, starfishastrology at gmail.com.
0: Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much again for being on and sharing about your story and how you got started and also about all the things astrology. I am sure it's benefited anybody out there listening. And also, I think it would make a really awesome like birthday gift for somebody to have like somebody's chart read, you know, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would love that. I mean, literally, uh, if you're in new relationships, anything going on in your life that you'd wanna, you know, Uh, see what's going on. Or even for your kids, I do my my children's charts all the time just to see what's going on with them. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, you better. If (laughs) if you were my mom. mom and you didn't do my chart all the time, I'd be a little bit mad at you. But thank you again for being on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychic story.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychic or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you. And you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Pod Chaser, or Castbox Podcast Players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychic when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you. If your name is pulled in the drawing, your name stays in until you win.